ready to talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. It's week 15, folks, here at the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. The playoffs are in full swing. My partner, Scott Burke, with me. I'm Mike Randall. We have a ton of fantasy playoffs to talk about. We're in a million playoffs. We're here to give you the information. Scott, we're going to break it down. We're going to tell them how to win a fantasy football championship. Yeah, that's the plan. And excuse my voice, folks. A little hoarse tonight. Do the best I can to get through it. Because he's got so many playoffs. He's been cheering for his teams all weekend. (laughs) We got to do the best we can to guide myself to win through one of these leagues. I happen to be in four Final Fours, so I'm looking to at least get one ch- one title. So we have something good to talk about, you know, in the off season. Maybe a couple more, but yeah, that's the plan. Looking to get some fantasy football championships to all our loyal listeners. Scott Burke, folks, a bonanza of fantasy playoffs, dominating the landscape. It's going to be all over the place. And myself, Scott, last night in true fantasy football fashion, rooting for Dion Lewis against Julius Thomas. I am in the semifinals of my first. Dynasty League Fantasy Playoffs. Very excited about next week. Yeah, very exciting. I don't know if the rest of your league is excited because they don't know who you are. Idiots. Who is this idiot? But you know what? When you got a root for Deion Lewis to outscore Julius Thomas on a Monday night in Miami, (laughs) that just shows you what fantasy football is all about, people. So we're glad we got a following. We're glad you're listening. And that's really what it comes down to. Deion Lewis versus Julius Thomas. And that's why we love Dynasties for Life, Scott. That's Dynasties for Life. And it's only fitting. Again, I joined this Dynasty League for the first time. 11 guys online, all close friends. And here I come in, Mike Randall. I'm in the semifinals. The best part, Scott, I'm rolling out Melvin Gordon, and I'm going against Jordan Howard. <laughs> uh, ironically, huh? that's fantastic. Jordan Howard puts up a monster game. Monster. But Gordon, uh, Melvin Gordon managed to you know, put up a 15-point game <laughs> and keep it close me. enough. Him and his 2.7 yards per carry, just unbelievable. <laughs> and where was that Jordan Howard outburst last week? For the DraftKings millionaire, we'd be talking probably to about a, a three, four thousand air right now if Jordan Howard showed up last week with that effort. Scott, I got a good feeling. I got three fantasy playoffs. You got, I think, four. I think you're getting two titles. I think getting two titles. I'm gonna say it right now. I think getting not one, not two titles. I believe it. I do believe I would, it. I would love to get two. I have a real good feeling about your league, which is the league I was fighting for that last spot. I managed to get the job done thanks to uh, Ben Roethlisberger's eight thousand yards passing on Sunday night. Uh, managed to get in the fourth spot there as a wild card, but I feel really good about that team. So if I had to pick one of the four leagues, I think that's my best shot going in is your league. Uh, I mean, listen, you can't have me with Blaine Gabbard and Dynasty starting as my quarterback, but you should only be so Sling fortunate. It, Blaine. Sling it, Blaine. <laughs> All right, here we go. News and notes. First quarter. All right, Scott, news and notes. A ton of things here on the the fantasy landscape. First thing that was just came across Reddit. I'm a big Reddit guy. You are as well. Aaron Rodgers was medically cleared to play. He's at Carolina. What do you think about Mr. Rodgers? Um, I think Mr. Rodgers, as a medically cleared, it will be a uh, full go if you picked him up and you held him. I know a bunch of people stashed him for the playoff run in particular. You know, it's going to be a tough match, matchup on the road against Carolina, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and he's a, a significant upgrade from Brett Hundley. And depending on who your other option is, if you have him, you might as well go full go because you held, you held him for this reason. So you didn't hold him, just to hold him. So if you got him and you got no other option that's better than him, send him out there. Scott, the people that follow me on Twitter, and you can follow myself at Randall Rand, Scott at SCOT557, or the podcast. Please follow that, most importantly, at PUT Blitz. People are now all over my hot takes. They retweet them. They send them to at old takes exposed, hoping that they're wrong. 
Okay, that happened when I said Corey Coleman would outscore Josh Gordon. Although I believe it was pretty close if I wasn't right this past week, Scott. So I think, again, one week too early. The one they've attacked this week, Scott, on Twitter is I said the people who think that Jordy Nelson is a must start in fantasy are the same people that say Tiger's back when he shoots 168 round in the opening round. They don't seem to like that very much. The Jordy Nelson fans are strong on Twitter. Yeah, Jordy Nelson's got a big backing, and uh, but listen, I regardless, I know it's been Brett Hundley for the past few weeks, but Devontae Adams is clearly the number one receiver in this uh, wide receiver core for Green Bay. He's the most talented. He can separate the best. He can get up and get the ball. Nelson's value will increase, but there's no guarantee that you're looking at the Jordy Nelson that you would have seen earlier in the season because Adams is clearly the number one, and even Randall Cobb has been back in the picture. So, Enough. you know, oh, it's, it's Devontae Adams is the guy. It's, a, it's, it's so many strikes, Scott. Aaron Rodgers, first game back. Whenever he's, he comes back, he's a little rusty. Remember the beginning of each year, the R-E-L-A-X uh, tweet comes out. It's Carolina, has a good defense. They haven't been great this year, Green Bay, at protecting Rodgers. And Jordy Nelson has been terrible. Like, enough. He's not getting eight catches in 110 yards. Not happening. Not happening. No, I mean, it's not. Again, the guy the guy that's going to benefit the most here will be Adams. He'll continue. Nelson could fit, fit in that mid-wide receiver two category, but it's Adams will be the big winner here. He'll, his numbers will only increase even more. Scott, big news. Big news here. Sean McVay says he needs to get Todd Gurley more touches. Uh, in other news, sun rises in east, sets in west. Yeah, yeah, sunrises for sure, sets in the West. Listen, we talked about this last week, last episode, that Gurley, if he was the guy to break the trend, and he did, I mean, he was all over the place, maybe not, you know, lighting it up rushing-wise, but he just was, he he broke that, you know, running back uh, fort or, you know, wall that the Eagles had had in the passing game as well. Listen, just keep feeding the ball, because right now he looks as healthy as he's ever looked. He's producing He's the big reason why, with the exception of Jared Goff, as to why the Rams are where they are. So, yes, if you're a Todd Gurley owner, just keep feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. True or false, Scott? Since Aaron Rodgers is back and the Panthers are very tough against the run, Aaron Jones will have more fantasy points than Jamal Williams this week. Uh, That's false. Jamal Williams, I think, has done enough these past couple weeks. Listen – I gotta be quite honest with you. In one of my leagues that I did make the playoffs, I sat Jamal Williams last week because of all the talk of Aaron Jones getting more touches, getting more involved. And I started Kerwin Williams over Jamal Williams with Adrian Peterson. Boy, look at you coming around full circle since the beginning of the year. (laughs) Adrian Adrian Peterson was out, so I figured he's the only game in town. Luckily, it didn't cost me. But Aaron Jones was nowhere to be found. It's Jamal Williams' backfield. It's the way it should be. He has done nothing to not have it be his backfield. So. I say Jamal Williams still outproduces Aaron Jones. The Patriots signed Kenny Britt to a two-year deal that locks him in through 2018. Thoughts? I don't know. We've seen this so many times, haven't we? They did this with Michael Floyd last year. They didn't lock him in. Signed Michael Floyd. We've seen this story of Munch. Listen, did they need Kenny Britt? No. If you wanted another threat, just put Philip Dorsett uh, out there more. I, I, I just don't see Kenny Britt. Coming in week 15, listen, Steelers secondary is getting lit up by, you know, Chris Moore and Mike Wallace and so forth. But I just don't see Kenny Britt coming in, making an impact. Maybe next year when he got a full full year offseason to learn the system and be involved. But don't look for Kenny Britt to be a fantasy impact next week. I, I saw last night, I, I saw uh, Bill Belichick interviewed Scott. One of the best ones ever. One of the best ones ever. It's <laughs> a game. 
Guy says, uh, Coach, can you tell us exactly what happened uh, on the onside kick? <laughs> we have a classic. Uh, they recovered it. They, they recovered, recovered it. They recovered it. <laughs> and then he stood around for 10 seconds, a classic Belgian But what's, what's great, Scott, is he, he does it, he, he's not like condescending. Like you want to get on him for being condescending. He's not. He didn't say they recovered it. What's he goes? They recovered it. Yeah, yeah. And, and not for nothing. I mean, I don't, I don't know what was going on with that kick anyway. I mean, it's you know, Granted, I think it was Gruden who made a point that you know it's not often that the Patriots have to onside kick. So you know maybe they didn't have anything planned for it. But you know it got there has to be some said about that house of horrors in Miami that is for Tom Brady, huh? If uh, you know, there's one place that's his. Uh, Kryptonite is most certainly uh, that stadium in Miami. I don't know who the Patriots play this week. They may be this week. Uh, uh, this is a, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> I might be a big AFC battle this week. I'm not sure. I have to check the schedule. DFS <laughs> Bonanza. <laughs> yes, yes, folks. If you're looking at this game and saying, you know, maybe this game will become like a 17-10 game with defense is sharp. No, you're looking at 40-37, possibly overtime. Bombs away. Sling it, everybody. Speaking of which, NFC home game, second quarter. NFC home game, Scott. First one, the Thursday night game that was supposed to be a bonanza but was not. New Orleans at Atlanta. Atlanta squeaks it out. You announced it while we were on the podcast that Drew Brees threw into quadruple coverage to Josh Hill. Talk to me about the Saints who traveled to the Falcons. What happened? Yeah, one of those games, Thursday night got you, right? I mean, listen, we we are proponents of when in doubt, Thursday's out. You started that mantra. I've bought into it as the, as the years have gone on and the episodes have gone on here. You know, this game figured to be a 31-28 game, points galore, fantasy impact galore, and we got 20-17, to 17, and we got four interceptions combined by two supposed elite quarterbacks. Listen, this game turned early with Alvin Kamara leaving the game with an injury. It sounds like he will be back for Week 15, so fantasy owners – can rejoice. I know one Swaggerlicious who defeated you is uh, praying that Kamara is good to go because he also lost Carson Wentz for the year. But the game took a different turn. Uh, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, look, Drew Brees gave you 271, two touchdowns and an interception. I think on a Thursday night game on the road, you should be very happy with that. I think the game being indoors, you might have expected more, but you could take that for sure and he should be fine as you move forward. The running game, once Kamara went out, it looks like they they almost kind of abandoned it a little bit. Ingram only got 12 for 49, so not much from a rushing standpoint. He did give you four for 43, so from a PPR perspective, he was productive enough, didn't score, so that hurts you there. But then we got Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas arose, uh, stepped up big for the Saints, goes 10 for 117 in the touchdown. So I know any fantasy owners there are looking for that repeat performance as we get to week 15 and week 16, me being one of them as well, looking for Thomas to keep the, the good times rolling. And outside of that, I know there were probably some people cringing when uh, Tommy Lee Lewis scored a touchdown on playoff week number one in the fantasy world. That always tends to happen. You know, Roosevelt Nick scored in the steal the game, and there are so many other guys that have never scored scoring. So that's what you get there. Kamara did get three for 25 early in that game, but so he gets you about four, four and a half points before he got hurt. And really no one else made an impact, and I think we can officially play the Undertaker theme for Willie Sneed. He is just not ever going to get involved. Could bounce offense, back next year, like. though. Could bounce back next year. It's yeah, possible. next year maybe. But right now, you know, it's it's Thomas. And then it's a host of everybody else. You would think Ginn maybe, but Brandon Coleman gets targets and so forth. Then the running backs will get him out of the backfield. 
And, you know, breeze through that costly interception. The Atlanta side, Matt Ryan was terrible in this game. So they win this game despite Matt Ryan. Three interceptions. He just did not look right. 221 in the touchdowns. If you started Matt Ryan, you're extremely disappointed, especially with that uh, 24.3 quarterback rating. Not good. Not good at all. Devontae Freeman, listen, when Devontae Freeman's out there, unfortunately, like you said, Tevin Coleman just becomes a non-issue. And it's a shame. He's got the talent, maybe in a different situation, a different Col- team. And Coleman's in per- concussion protocol right now. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to be cleared this week, which means Freeman's going to eat. Oh, do you know anybody in a dynasty league who has Devontae Freeman, Scott? I, I do. <laughs> I do. And, uh, you know, you, that that's good to have Devontae Freeman when you got to roll out Blaine Gabbert week to week. So it's good to have <laughs> good, Well done. Very well done. Well done. Excellent. Very good. Uh, Devontae Freeman, 24 <laughs> for 91 with a touchdown. Uh, very productive. Good enough. And if Coleman's out, those numbers will only increase against Tampa Bay. That game on Monday night, that should be a uh, Atlanta bonanza. They, they want to win that game. They want to keep going forward. So they should take care of business there. And look, you got good Julio Jones. You got five for 98. You got another consistent outing in a Mohamed Sanu, who's definitely fantasy relevant down the stretch here. And Austin Hooper gives you two for 23. You know, maybe against Tampa Bay, he can give you something on a Monday night. You know, if you're worried about, say, a Zach Ertz or, you know, somebody like a Charles Clay losing Tyrod Taylor and so forth. So maybe Austin Hooper could be a plug-and-play fit on a Monday night. Scott, Mohamed Sanu at Tampa Bay, Sterling Shepard, home Philly. Now, that's going to be Mohamed Sanu. I, I think I, I know you know everybody's upset and down as we are too with the Wentz injury, horrific. But I think the Eagles will still take care of business there with Nick Foles. So Mohamed Sanu at Tampa Bay, Cooper Cup at Seattle. Woods should be back. Yeah, I'm taking Mohamed Sanu there. Okay. Right. So, <clears throat> so Austin Hooper, maybe you could take a flyer on him if you had to, with some concerns at the tight end position. Uh, you know, so but two for twenty three last week doesn't really do you much there. So you look at it. We expected a lot more out of this game. You know, Michael Thomas stepped up. Julio gave you enough to be happy with. Sanu was good. Freeman was good. You know, and Breeze on the road, enough. But outside of that, disappointing game. Falcons win it. They get to 8-5, and five, keep their playoff hopes alive for that wild card spot. And they say it's 9-4 and four, despite the loss, still in a very good spot in the NFC. Drew Breeze home versus the Jets. Cam Newton home versus the Packers. Yeah, that's, that's a good one there. Um, I'm taking Drew Breeze at home. I mean, the Jets. So am I. The Jets are uh, going to – listen, the Jets have played hard. The Josh McCown injury, I think, emotionally hurts them. I mean, the, guy, the guy was a warrior. He played very hard for them all year long. You saw how much he wanted to play with the tears in his eyes with the injury. So good on Josh McCown for trying to be that team leader and so forth. But Drew Brees, I think, may throw the football all around. This may be the Drew Brees game. And if it is, it will come at the most opportune time for fantasy owners. Well said. I agree. Second game on the NFC docket, the Dallas Cowboys went into MetLife Stadium – a home game on the road, so to speak, against the Giants, who now fall 2-11. Game was tight for a little while, and then it gets out of hand in the second half. Cowboys win this 30-10. Dak Prescott, Alfred Morris, talk to us about the fantasy impact on this game and then what they might bring you going forward. Kudos to you, partner. Dak Prescott, you had a feeling. Your feeling was correct. 20 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns, no intercepts, and oh, he ran for 13 yards as well. Big game. Well done. Didn't see that coming. Very strong opinions here, Scott, and that's shocking to hear. Alfred Morris is not good. He's an RB2. Don't get excited. He doesn't make anybody miss. He basically runs as fast as he can directly into the line. He reminds me of Ram Man from He-Man. That's what he is. He doesn't have any moves. Rod Smith is a better RB option. He catches passes out of the backfield. Had 47 yards rushing in a touchdown, 113 yards receiving in a touchdown, including an 81-yard short reception. 
Des Bryant truthers settle down. It's not often that a guy as slow as Des Bryant is going to catch a 50 yard touchdown pass. Enjoy it. It's not likely. And by the way, besides that, he was two for 23. Okay. Cole Beasley. I, I don't know how it's possible. Scott, he actually got three receptions for 59 yards yet. He only runs two yard out patterns. It's really unbelievable. It was amazing. I, I couldn't believe you could do that. Well, look at it. He's got a long of 54. So take that away. It was two of five. <laughs> so, you know, that's true. Jason Witten, uh, one of one catch for a touchdown for 20, but you're not playing Jason Witten even against the giants who are horrific. Yeah. I don't see why you're playing him. Flip it over. Wayne Gallman took the, the, the lead back from dark weather. Yeah. I don't understand it either. It's just a stay away. Evan Ingram, four for 54, only in a rerun. Roger Lewis had seven receptions. How is that even possible? Sterling Shepard only had two. Thank goodness I didn't play him in, in DFS. Eli Manning is done. Somewhere Ben McAdoo was saying, see, I told you he's not good. Yeah, it's not that he's not good anymore, but you can't start Geno Smith over him. That's pretty much it for me here. Cowboys with a nice win on the road. Dak Prescott is doing this with smoke and mirrors. He's doing it with Rod Smith out of the backfield. Des Bryant, who I can beat in a race right now. And Cole Beasley, he only runs two yard outs. Yeah. And another one of those, Rhett Ellison gets a touchdown in fantasy week number one. <laughs> and yes, right, yes. Des, Des Bryant truthers, relax, because you probably couldn't name about four of the guys in the giant defensive backfield on Sunday. So listen, 3 for 73, he's up. He's still Des Bryant. So mad, Scott, I got this one wrong. I really thought Tampa Bay was going to beat Detroit, but they did not. Detroit goes there, down there, gets the one they have to. They just hang around. Jim Caldwell hangs around, even though I don't think he's a very good coach. Uh, the Lions ended up beating the Buccaneers and ruining uh, what I was positive was going to be a three-one week for me. The picks twenty-four to twenty-one. Talk to us, Detroit, Tampa. Tampa got a big game against Atlanta Monday night. That could be frisky for DFS. Yeah, DFS standpoint, interesting maybe. But you know, listen, like you said, the Lions—they're they're hanging around. They're seven and six, same record as the Packers. They're going to meet up at some point. Uh, in the final three games, I believe it might actually be the finale of the year, which could be for a wild card spot. You never know. Matt Stafford does throw two interceptions. There was a you know a bevy of turnovers back and forth in this game for a period of like you know three, four, five, six drives. It was just you know who wants the ball back? You gotta want it. You could have it back, back and forth. It was just kind of insane to watch. But listen, 381 yards and a touchdown, two picks on the road. It's not a terrible stat line from a fantasy standpoint. You could take that on the road. No Amir Abdullah. Uh, so, Teon Green, it was not Teon Green's week. Theo Riddick only gets 29 yards, but he does get you two touchdowns. So, if you stream Theo Riddick and you took a shot, you got rewarded with the two touchdowns. Abdullah is practicing again and may be back in the fold come Sunday this week. So, be careful there with Theo Riddick if Abdullah is back. Even though we're not big on the Abdullah train anymore, he will still cut into any production in that backfield, which will almost make it a pass completely. Look at Eric Ebron, huh? 10 for 94. <clears throat> Mr. Ebron returns. The apocalypse is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, led, led the team in targets with 11. He was 10 for 94. Does not score, but if you played Ebron, you're happy with what you got because those 10 catches right there are giving you 10 points alone for a 19.4-point day out of a tight end that's really struggled all year. So kudos to Ebron for stepping up when it counted. Eric Ebron, home Chicago. Jared Cook, home Dallas. Ooh. That's two of your favorites. <laughs> Jared Cook. Eric Ebrod, home Chicago. Jack Doyle, home Denver. <laughs> Man, that's a Thursday night game. That is. <laughs> and that's unbelievable. <laughs> it's a good thing we'll be recording because that, uh, I, I don't think I'll be dropping any updates. I'm going to take Eric Ebron there. Eric Ebron, home Chicago. Zero reception Jimmy Graham, home Rams. What a DFS killer he was, huh, this week? <laughs> uh, I will stay with... 
Eric Ebron. According uh, to the Fantasy Pros consensus, you just ranked Eric Ebron as the third best tight end this week. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> they, may, they may very well be that way. Um, listen, 11 targets is, is telling. It could be telling that the Tampa Bay defense and middle of the field is pretty bad or telling that they're trying to get this guy involved. And so be it if you've waited and you had him, now you were happy with the rewards. Golden Tate gives you 8 for 85 and a touchdown. That's very good numbers for Golden Tate on the road. Marvin Jones only had four targets. That's a three for 64, so not terrible. You want more against Marvin jo- out of Marvin Jones. I know it's a road game, but Tampa Bay's defense is pretty bad. And then Theoretic gives you six for 64 out of the back, uh, in the passing game to make up for only those 29 yards rushing. So Riddick had a very nice game. Nothing else there. Kenny Galladay, Feast of Famine. Darren Fells, you could sit him, and he's not involved. And TJ Jones is not worth the risk. Jameis Winston... 285, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. He could be a sneaky play in a game that there should be some points scored against Atlanta on Monday. So if you have, say you're a Carson Wentz owner, and you lost Carson Wentz, and your options right now are what? Jacoby Brissett, maybe Deshaun Kaiser's there, or maybe Jameis Winston was dropped because he was dropped in a lot of leagues. Winston could be worth a shot here to replace a guy like once, heck, even Nick Foles might even be a shot. I'm not going to lie. Nick Foles may offer you some value as well. But 285, 2-2, two two, not bad You know, in a game. Gives you some production. The running game here, Doug Martin's healthy, but Peyton Barber's still got 12 carries. So that's a problem. If you're a Doug Martin owner, it's almost a stay away because, listen, I don't think you're going to trust Peyton Barber when it counts, and Doug Martin's not giving you enough. Receiving, Mike Evans. Undertaker theme for me. Two for 25. This was a chance. He did nothing. Cameron Brait. Where were you all day, Cameron Brait? One for 11. Chris Godwin, five for six. Wait, maybe OJ Howard is getting to get some action. I don't know. Four for 54. I would actually stay away from both tight ends at this point because next week it could be Brait. It's going to be tough to read. Yeah, do you and, know that Nick Foles is not available in my Dynasty League? That's how deep this Dynasty League is. I don't want to throw this out to you right now. He's not available, Scott. <laughs> was he just picked up? Or no, he I, I, we just, there's nobody out here. Crockett Gilmore is available, though. No, Crockett Gilmore. Clay Harbor might be out there. <laughs> anyway, so, you're on your see. game tonight. Your voice is shot, but you're on your game. I, I, I apologize for the voice, guys. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a terrible listen when he listens back, but doing the best I can. Um, yeah, elsewhere, look, Mike Evans is a – He's going to be at biggest the biggest bust of fantasy year. Yeah. We'll he's, get into he, it. He's right oh, there. he's when buried we get to that me. Breakdown oh, has bust, he buried me? Mike, and and Mike Scott, Evans. he stunk last year at the end of last year too. We don't have to revisit that in the Yahoo League. He's terrible. Yeah, Mike Evans is really brutal. Um, you know, maybe he can't separate. Maybe he's got Des Bryant syndrome. I don't know. Clay Harbor's available. Yeah, Freddie Martino <laughs> got a target in the catch. So if you're looking for Freddie Martino and Clay Harbor, look, go get him, man. Clay I don't Harbor, have any free agent I spent it all on Jake Ruddick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got we, we got we got Nick Foles back, so why not Clay Harbor? Maybe Deuce Staley comes out of retirement. I don't know. Let's get it done. But anyway, Lions twenty four, Bucks twenty one. That's what you got there. Again, that Monday night game against the Falcons, which we'll preview later in the week, could be sneaky from a fantasy standpoint, both in your playoffs and in DFS. Minnesota at Carolina. Case Keenum just continues to roll, my friend. It's going to be tough for Teddy Two Gloves to get in action. He oh, rolled, man. Two interceptions, two touchdowns. That rolling? Oh, that really listen, rolling. listen. It's on that the road. Sacked six times. Is that rolling? Uh, well, is that is, is that, that rolling? What did Deshaun Kaiser do? Is that his fault? He got six sacked six times. Well, I know, no, but it's no, no, it's not his fault. But it's part of the the fantasy. Are you starting Teddy Bridgewater this week? No, but I'll start Kaiser over him. 
No, I'm not. Uh, I, this was more. This was more geared just towards the Vikings themselves. Oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm not telling you to start Case Keenum from a fantasy standpoint at all. Two eighty, two touchdowns, and two picks. So uh, Scott, you break your, this game down. To answer your question, man, I put him on a short leash. I don't think this was a great game. And by the way, so annoyed. I'm annoyed at both of us. You know why? Scott, you know this is the Vikings' third third game on the road. Can we make a note of this next year for our podcast? When a football team in the NFL plays three consecutive road games, the third one is a stinker. Uh, I, I want to think back. Remember the Bronco-Eagle game? I think that was their third road game as well. When a team has to go on the road three weeks in a row, the third one's a stinker. Bet the house. Uh, Panthers, play, Panthers play well, did what they had to do. Start with uh, the, the with the Vikings. Case Keenum was okay. Like we said, 282-2. And, and he also ran for 40 yards, which helped out because that takes away both those interceptions, to be honest. Absolutely. Uh, running backs. Real simple, Scott. If they're trailing, it's going to be McKinnon. If they're ahead, it's going to be Murray. So people are asking me, should you play Murray? Should you play McKinnon? Neither one of them was great, but McKinnon had 46 yards rushing. Murray only had 14. If you think the Vikings are going to be trailing, the answer is McKinnon, but neither one is really great. Death taxes, Adam Thielen. I saw somewhere, Scott, he is now the number three fantasy wide receiver. 6-105 and a touchdown. Every uh, week. Consistent I put, every week. I agree with you. I put it out there, man. I said, wasn't he, name another better uh, value in the draft. Somebody right, wrote back what? Alvin Kamara. Uh, that may beat it. Alvin Kamara beat it. He was usually drafted after Adam Thielen, but at least among wide receivers, Thielen is by but you far. Know what? You know what, though? Thielen's been doing it from week one. Kamara's been doing it. Basically, yeah, because Peterson, Peterson, the did, Peterson right. deal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, True say. you know, True look say. at it from look. Mara's been lights out. Don't get me wrong, but if you're looking from all season long, it's Thielen for me. Stefan Diggs continues to be one of the most massively overrated fantasy wide receivers. Everybody loves the guy. He's Teflon, six for sixty-four. Kyle Rudolph caught a touchdown. Nice job there. Moving over to Carolina, Jonathan Stewart's alive. Scott, sixteen for one hundred three, and not one, not two, but three touchdowns. That's incredible against the Viking defense that stops the run. That, that's a baffling fantasy result. Cam Newton, thanks for being consistent. 13 of 25. That's a barely 50% passing. One touchdown, one interception, but we'll always remember the 62-yard run, Scott. So, of course, that helps us. Yes, Devin Funches pretty much takes care of Xavier Rhodes. Three for 59 and a touchdown. Nice job there. So, Rhodes shuts some people down and, shut, and doesn't shuts down Julio Jones, but doesn't shut down Devin Funches. Christian McCaffrey, who I love, by the way, DFS preview for fourth quarter. I love Christian McCaffrey this week. Uh, only had three receptions, 18 yards. Wasn't a lot of passing here as well. So that's my rundown. Panthers look like they're they're getting right. They're still 9-4. and four. They're 4-2 four and two at home. Vikings are 10-3 and three now. Certainly they're going to be one of the favorites in the NFC because of the Wentz injury. And kind of a semi-apology to Brenton Burson, who I kind of mocked last week. He only had one catch yes, uh, in this game, but if you saw it, it was a pretty good catch. He had a 360, <laughs> I believe, and tumble salted. So good on you, Brenton Burson, uh, taking shots right back at me. A game only a mother could love. Arizona 12, Tennessee 7. You were all over this. You got this right in your picks. Tennessee stinks. I don't know what the problem is, but we're done trying to figure them out. Break it down because I need some help here. Again, Dynasty, Blaine Gabbert, talk to me. Hey, listen, Blaine Gabbert right now is a better player than Marcus Mariota, who I've dropped in a couple leagues going into the playoffs. So that's Imagine all I you told need you to that know. in week one. Imagine I told you that. That's unbelievable. Gonna, I said, Scott, you're going to say this in week 15. You're going to say, uh, like, ridiculous. <laughs> and listen, I'm in the playoffs in my Yahoo League. That non Rivers for Winston trade is huge for me because not only do I have Rivers starting, I actually own Winston because I picked him up. He's my backup now. My, so. my, my, only, my only issue with that trade was not that you didn't want to do it, my issue was. Less than a week and a half earlier, you ranked Winston ahead of Rivers. Yep, so, I did. So I, I don't blame you for not doing it. What I want to hear is my rankings were faulty <laughs> because okay, so nothing happened in the first week that changed your mind. 
agreed, but I wound up looking at the schedule down the road, and I liked what I saw. Faulty rankings. So call me out on faulty <laughs> rankings. So be it. You know what? Yours are the one on the website. Mine aren't there, so so be it. Faulty they are. Oh, well, by the way, I'm hitting refresh on my fantasy pro rankings because I know out of the 140 experts I rank against, no one had Deshaun Kaiser higher than me. So I yeah, can't, no, I can't there's no, no shot. So that was a great DFS call. Marcus Mariota, uh, maybe he's hurt. I, I really don't know what it is at this point. Uh, maybe it's the lack of support he has in a run game. That could be it too. I really don't know. But he is unplayable. You can't play him. He's droppable for these next two games because the matchup this week is not good for him. Um, top of my head, I don't remember where they're going, but I know I've looked at it, and it's not a good matchup. And then next week, I believe they get uh, Jacksonville possibly. So not it's just not a, not a good set for oh, – uh, for Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. No, they're, yeah, they're at San Francisco. Yeah. Jimmy J, they're at San Francisco. Yeah. So on the road at San Francisco, I, I, it's not worth it right now for Mariota. So you just let him go. It's not playable. The running game, it's what it's been all year. I mean, you can't figure it out, and you just it's not worth the aggravation, in my opinion. Murray 11 for 34. Henry 8 for 20. Henry gets the touchdown. And, you know, neither one of them really contributed in the passing game. Murray got 2 for 13. Henry did nothing. Isn't it, uh, isn't it really amazing that I'm a magnet for fantasy busts? DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, Mike Evans. I'm a magnet. Jameis Winston I drafted, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did a great you, job. you are. And you know what it is, though? It's because you just you are extremely loyal to average football players. And DeMarco <laughs> Murray true. is an That's average football funny. player. That's very good. Remember love. Justin Hunter? Justin, on, <laughs> hey, listen, we were both big on Vance McDonald, who was lighting the world on fire until he got hurt again Sunday night. All so of a sudden, McDonald's right now, all of a sudden, Ben's hanging 500 yards every year. <laughs> ben, ben basically told Todd Haley, just tur- turn the mic off and just watch me go to work Sunday night. Go, gun to but, your head, Scott. They take You know Belichick takes somebody away. They're taking away Bella Brown. If you're Belichick, who, who, this way, if you're Belichick, who are you going to try to take away if you're scheming to I, stop the I, I I think they're going to try to take away Bell. I think – and I think that might be the easier one to take away, but it's tough. I mean, it's going to be hard. Listen, I, he could try. They're going to put up points. It's a matter if they stop. You want him, you to win the Super Bowl, Scott? You got to win this game because this game's got to be pissed. Of course, because not, you win it now with their loss to Miami. This game, they, they win. You lock it up, and you, you you could kind of ease up against the Texans on Christmas Day and so forth. So, listen, that's a big game. We'll get to that later on. Mariota's unplayable. The running backs, to me, are unplayable. Rashard Matthews, 3 for 19 against Patrick Peterson. No bueno. Corey Davis next year. Delaney Walker, 5 for 42. Okay, <laughs> you expect more. And Eric Decker, 3 for 56. He led the team in receiving. That's all you really need to know about the Tennessee side. Blaine Gabbert, good for you in a dynasty. He doesn't throw any touchdowns. He did add 12 yards on the ground rushing, so it gives you 190 total. Good for that. Good for you. Kern Williams became a very sneaky DFS play once Adrian Peterson was inactive. He gave it 20 for 73. He caught one pass in the, in, out of the backfield, so he didn't score, so it kind of hurt there. But nobody scored for the Cardinals. As you know, Phil Dawson was just kicking field goals in a very ugly game. Larry Fitzgerald, 5 for 44. He has seven targets, so he's going to be fine. Ricky Seals-Jones' train came to a stop, 1 for 20 on three targets. Oh, it's going to start up again, though, next week. Very possible. I'm looking DFS, at him. DFS. I, yeah, I'm looking at him, so very possible. And again, it's like we say every week, it's Larry Fitzgerald, and you can stay away from the rest of the receivers because no one's consistently doing anything. So, you know, good on the Cardinals to win this game. I had this one right, felt this one right. Mariota, the Titans, they're no good. I wouldn't be surprised if they drop the next couple games and maybe fall out of this playoff race because I know the Ravens lost, but the Ravens are rolling right now. You got some other good teams here. The Chargers and Chiefs may both get in at this point if the Titans falter. So 
Scott, you ready for this one? You ready for this one? Right now, the Tennessee Titans, true or false, are in the the playoffs in the AFC. True or false? Uh, Right now, it's true. Right now, it's true. They're on the road, Scott, against the San Francisco team that has won three games this year. True or false? That's true. Who's favored? San Francisco should be Darn favored. right they're favored. Unbelievable. Well, because, Unbelievable. Listen, they, I mean, they they went into Houston and won a game, and they went into Chicago and won a game. Two back-to-back road wins with Jimmy G, who's looking like, you know, and he's going to get himself a big contract in the offseason to stay in San Francisco. Um, but the Titans, is, they're, they're not good right now. There's no offensive ex- – there's nothing happening. And I know the Niners – at this point, you know the Niners will probably win games because they got their quarterback, so you might as well win, get the mojo going. I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if the Niners – well, the Niners are favored. I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win the game outright. So true. Last game on the NFC docket, it lived up to the expectations, in my opinion. The Eagles traveled to L.A. to play the Rams. Such unfortunate news for Carson Wentz. It's just been brutal. such a brutal, brutal year in injuries. We've lost so many exciting players. But you know what? This – there seems to be a lot of faith in Nick Foles going forward, and I'm kind of buying in. You can break this down from a fantasy standpoint, and then let me know what you think about Nick Foles going forward. Yeah, I think he's serviceable. Quarterback play has been, has been not great this year, so I think Nick Foles is certainly serviceable. feel terrible about Carson Wentz. He's having an MVP season. He's not going to get the MVP now. The door just opened for Antonio Brown. I was going to ask you that later, but you oh, yeah. to it. Oh, no problem. But uh, I feel bad for Wentz, but he had four touchdowns, one interception, did a fantastic job. Again, I would have won that game because I certainly would have done some starts there against my cousin, although it would have been hurting me moving forward with the playoffs losing Wentz. I do think it's going to be a Jay Jai game next week. He had 15 rushes for 78 yards. I think that even though Foles will have a good game, certainly if you're sitting there planning the game, you're Doug Peterson, Scott, you're not saying, hey, you know, well, Nick, you can sling it 40 times. You know, So certainly I think we're looking at a conservative game plan, even against the Raiders at home. Uh, I mean, uh, rather against the uh, – uh, who the Eagles have this week? The Giants. Uh, against the, uh, on the road against the Giants. And Philadelphia receiving. Trey Burton stepped in because tight ends on Philadelphia are automatic. Five for 71 and two touchdowns. Torrey Smith woke up six for 100. Nelson Aguilar solid eight for 64. Alshon Jeffrey, 552 and a touchdown. I mean, there was points all over the, all over the place here. To the Rams, Jared Goff, solid game at home, 16 for 26, two touchdowns. Only 13 rushes for Gurley, so is what McVay was talking about, but 26 passes for Goff. That may have to go the other direction. 96 yards, two touchdowns, though, for Gurley. Played very well through reception, third, 39 yards. Cooper Cup, hello, five for 118 and a touchdown. Sammy Watkins snuck in that cheap touchdown, but certainly they were focusing on him. Josh Reynolds at some point will pop, but did not in this game. This was a high-scoring game. The Rams, de- Rams defense only had one sack against Philadelphia, which is di- uh, against Wentz, rather, had two. One against Foles, one against Wentz. That was surprising, Scott, because the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line did not look good the week before against Seattle, but they seemed to shore things up. Staying out on the West Coast helped them. Eagles 43, Rams 35. And did you see, Scott, Darren Sproles may actually come back next year. Did you see that little item? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. That would be interesting. There's a log jam in that backfield. The impending Robert Woods return hurts Cooper Cup or Sammy Watkins? Uh, it hurts, yeah, it hurts Cup. Same route tree. I mean, same about Watkins hasn't been great. He's a little feast or famine, but it's got to hurt Cup because I don't think they're going to stop going away to Watkins and Woods runs those routes that Cup does. But uh, it shouldn't hurt him off a little bit. But all three, I think all three of them are wide receiver threes, right? Or better. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I'd probably put uh, two of them as a – I'd probably yeah, still put Cup as a wide receiver at least. too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so. Fair uh, enough. You want to go to third quarter? Third Third quarter underway AFC and – you know, it may not have been the most exciting offensive game, but from a pure watching it on TV standpoint, it was very fun to watch. 
the Colts go into a blizzard in Buffalo. Bills win this game in overtime, 13-7. to There are a couple of fantasy implications from it, so break it down, but that was very enjoyable to watch on TV. Always looks good football in the snow. Did not know, Scott, that the snow was going to be this bad. Thought there'd be some snow, thought it would be cold, did not think it would be an absolute blizzard. Knowing that, I probably would have shot away from the pick. I did get lucky because LaShawn McCoy took one to the house there at the end. But the Bills, 13, the Colts, 7. Not a ton of fantasy stuff to talk about here, but a little bit. Jacoby Brissett, 69 yards passing, one touchdown to Jack Doyle. You're not playing him on the road in a blizzard. In the snow, you like to run. Frank Gore, 36 rushes, 130 yards. How about some old man there? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I could have swore, especially with the snow, Marlon Mack would have got a lot more carries. But yeah. wow, good for Frank Gore. Marlon Mack is a great dynasty play, but he's not. He's very under the radar right now, so maybe you can steal him. T.Y. Hilton, two for 20. Frank Gore had a reception. Jack Doyle, two catches, four yards, one touchdown. Over to the passing uh, stats for the Bills. Nathan Peterman got hurt after five for 10 for 57, one touchdown. Joe Webb came in. I don't think Peterman's going to be back this week, which is good for me. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to play. And even McDermott begrudgingly said that Taylor is the starter when he's healthy. Rushing-wise, McCoy, 32 rushes, 156 yards, and a touchdown. Had the big 25-yard run there at the end for the touchdown. Receiving, really not much. Benjamin did catch a touchdown there. Charles Clay, only 2 of 11, disappointing. Really not much. Everybody's talking about Zay Jones didn't really appear. So not a lot of offense here, Scott. But Bills with a nice win. No matter how hard they try, they are still in the hunt for the playoffs. That is for sure. Uh, they are. They keep trying to stay out, but they remain in. Uh, it's obvious the one guy wants to be in, and the one guy won it in overtime. So the Bills are very much in that uh, fight for those wild card spots. Next one to you. Cincinnati got destroyed at home by the Bears, 33-7, to which would drive the nail in Marvin Lewis getting fired if, if it wasn't there already. We knew Vontez Burfecht going to be out, Scott, right? And when he's out, you can run the ball. But at least Geno Atkins was there. Chicago's on the road. You would think Cincy would show up here, but this is where weird stuff happens. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing that, you know, the emotional loss and that bloodbath that was against the Steelers probably took everything out of the Bengals. And listen, Marvin Lewis, his nail was in the coffin. And if it wasn't that night, it was today on Twitter when he said, quote, it's not my job to motivate the players. Well, if it's not your job to motivate the players. Eh, it kind of is, though. Yeah, I'm going to say it is. So, therefore, that sounds like a guy who knows he's on his way out. So, Marvin Lewis, that long tenure finally comes to an end. How about Mitch Trubisky on the road? Maybe, you know, growing into a bit of a player, 271 in the touchdown. You didn't play him in fantasy, but it's good to see from a just a pure NFL standpoint. My man Jordan Howard, I thought, you know what, I thought he got me a little bit closer during the day until Melvin Gordon played and put up 15 points. But Jordan Howard, 23 for 147 and two touchdowns against a Bengal defense that obviously just did not want to be there. And Tariq Cohen gives you 12 for 80 as well. So they run for a combined 227. Uh, Jordan Howard, I think, is going to be a nice play going forward. He's look, He looks healthy. He just didn't get it going against San Francisco like we all thought. But other than that, he's pretty consistent down the stretch. So Howard's an RB1 going forward. Uh, Kendall Wright, uh, the breakout game we've been waiting for on Kendall Wright, 10 for 107. I don't know if you could really trust Kendall Wright, though, as you look at a playoff run. So it's nice to see, but you may look at it a wide receiver three at best. Um, how about Adam Shaheen? Had a feeling. Four for 44 and a touchdown. He's becoming a target friend of Mitch Trubisky. And then that's really it. Howard and Cohen had a catch and two catches, respectively. But, you know, this offense goes through Howard, and then it goes through Cohen, and then what Trubisky can do, I like to see it. Like that they let him throw it 32 times in the game. They were clearly ahead. So that's good to see going forward. If you're a Bears fan, on the Bengals side, we had an A.J. McCarron sighting, my friend. So Andy Dalton, 141, a touchdown and a pick. 
you know, I got this wrong in one of the DFS lineups. I thought he might be a sneaky play at home, but I guess I really should have thought more about that uh, emotional game that they played against the Steelers and how that might have wore on them. Uh, Giovanni Bernard was a very good call by you, DFS-wise. Sneaky play, well done, 11.62 on the ground, 6 for 68, so he offered a lot of value there, um, close to 19 points. So very good from a DFS standpoint. would have been nice if he punched one in, but so be it, he didn't. Um, I sat A.J. Green in one of my leagues this week, the league I have where I'm stacked the wide receiver, and I'm glad I did because we only have 5 for 64. My other receivers stepped it up, Thomas, Hopkins, and so forth. Uh, A.J. Green, you know, listen, you know, it, it, it's tough, you know, to get a read on this Bengal team from an offensive standpoint now because they're really not playing for anything. They know the coach is on the way out, you know, and these guys are going to be there. Green's going to be there. Mixon's going to be there, so forth. So really, really tough to get a read on them. I could tell you that first week of the playoffs for me, I am sitting. I will not play A.J. Green this week. It's going to be the three I've sent out there already, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins. So, Adrian Green, one you want to watch um, these next couple games if you're an owner just because, you know, the motivation might not be there for them. And outside of that, you know, Tyler Boyd, no, Tyler Croft not there. So, tough sledding if you have any bangles going forward. But, uh, you know, watch for Joe Mixon. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Mixon doesn't even get back. Maybe they just run Bernard the rest of the way. And, you know, but if they do, Bernard can give you RB2. You know, he'd probably be the one guy that would be motivated because he hasn't played that much this year. So outside of that, tough to get a read on the rest of the Bengals the rest of the way. Yeah, really mystifying game. Made no sense here. Oakland at Kansas City, and this is another team that I just, it makes no sense at how bad they are. That is the Raiders. They go to Kansas City. Uh, they lose a very important game that's really going to put them behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to win this division as well as getting in the playoffs. Fantasy-wise, I am looking for options to replace Derek Carr. Uh, for the playoff run in one league. Uh, Chiefs 26, Raiders 15, all 15 Raider points in the fourth quarter. Break this down. Yeah, in, in a year when you got to zig when everybody else zags, I actually really like Carr this week. I just didn't like him against the Chiefs. Chiefs need this game. They're home. They had a terrible loss on the road there with the Jets. Interesting. I thought Alex Smith would play better, and he didn't, but we'll get to that in a minute. Derek Carr, all this was garbage time. One touchdown, 211 yards, two, uh, two interceptions. Marshall Lynch, a cheap touchdown as well, 7 for 61 in there. Jared Cook returned after being MIA for a while, 5 for 75 and a touchdown. Chiefs are not good against opposing tight ends at all. I mean, Eric Barry, they've chilly changed the whole thing. Crabtree, 7 for 60. Amara Cooper will be back this week. Yeah, I was surprised Smith didn't play well. I had him ranked higher. That may hurt my Kaiser, offset my Kaiser thing. Kareem Hunt did return in a big way, 25 for 116 and 1. That means I got to give my cousin a chicken parm sandwich or whatever he wants because certainly that gets them well over 13 and 1,400 total yards. Tyreek Hill, 4 for 75. By the way, a little note for next week, Scott. No receiver this year has total over 100 receiving yards against the Chargers. Just something to think about. I know the game's in Kansas City, but Chargers at Kansas City. No receiver's gone over 100 yards this year. I think the closest was Beckham at 97. Travis Kelsey is serviceable 7 for 74, but you would have liked a touchdown, and that's about it. So Chiefs 26, Raiders 15. Raiders going the wrong way. Their defense is terrible. Chiefs still don't look tremendous, but at least they're trying to get things right and get things straight there. Do you buy the Kareem Hunt comeback or no? Yeah, the because run? running backs stink. I mean, running back position stinks. So, hey, let me ask you this. Here, we'll go to it right now. Here are my rankings. Well, Scott. before you give before you give me the rankings, Kareem Hunt or Jarek McKinnon for next week? That's what I'm looking at right now. Well, Kareem Hunt is home, home against the Chargers, and McKinnon is home Cincinnati. 
it is absolutely going to be Kareem Hunt because McKinnon doesn't get the goal line touches. I got McKinnon way down. I got Hunt pretty high. Here's one, Kareem Hunt or Melvin Gordon in the same game. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, it should be a bonanza. I, I, I'm, a, I'm all for the uh, the Chargers passing and receivers. I will I would take Hunt over Gordon, but on the other side of the Chargers, I think will be a bonanza. Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, home Green Bay. I don't know. Is the Jonathan Stewart thing a one week thing? I know. Well, probably, probably Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I miss. I, I, it makes sense. Look, I mean, listen. I'm gonna buy. I'm, I'm buying into him. I, I have to. I mean, I'm it's playing like, Jordan Howard. And buy, yeah, it's no other option. Kenyon Drake. I'm playing because Kenyon Drake is emerging. So that's where I'm at right now. And so it comes down to McKinnon and Hunt. Well, moving on. Next game, Jimmy G, baby. Jimmy G. Scott got the Niners their third win. The Niners go on the road. Big win at Houston. Jimmy G, everybody's fired up about him. People are talking about it. Somebody actually asked a question. Niners won 26-16. Before you go, Scott, if you were Jerry Jones, would you trade Dak Prescott straight up for Jimmy Garoppolo? No. I would not either. But no. I would why? not either. But people are saying why? I don't know. Now listen, I, I know, know I was down on Prescott beginning of the year. But no. I mean, you know, second-year quarterback, he's done nothing to I lose. Agree. No, absolutely not. No need to do that. I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo, two, 334, a touchdown on the pick. Going to be a very interesting fantasy play next season. It'll be interesting to see where he stacks up against the rest of the quarterbacks and how high people will draft him and what they think of Garoppolo going forward. But he's done nothing but look wet, look good. Uh, 334 and a touchdown on the pick, so good on him. Gets them back-to-back road wins. Carlos Hyde, 14 carries, 78 yards against a pretty tough Texan defense. So that's good to see from Carlos Hyde. You want to see him involved a little bit more in the passing game as well. He wasn't, but 1478 and a touchdown, that's good enough for you there to get you about 13.8, 14 points. You're happy with that. Matt Brieta, 12 for 27. He's going to get involved, but Hyde, Hyde should still benefit. And listen, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when the trade was made and we found out Garoppolo was going to play if Marquise Goodwin would benefit. We were a little sketchy. We didn't know. We thought Hyde might be, but this is back-to-back weeks now for Goodwin. Six for 106. 12 targets, so Marquise Goodwin may be sneaky for the playoff run here, especially in a home game coming up, so against a Tennessee team that's not really impressing anybody. So let's watch out for Marquise Goodwin, maybe sneaks in as mid to low to mid wide receiver two for you, and that's it. I mean, you're not going anywhere else from the San Francisco side. You move over to the Houston side. Tom Savage got hurt, very scary hit. Somehow he got back in this game. It looked like he, had, he was having a seizure on the field. I'm sure you've seen the still images in the video. I can't and, believe they put him back in the game. And then he came out on Twitter today to defend this coach, saying, you know, they, they had the best interest in him. But I don't know how he goes back out there. I don't know how no one saw that. But so be it. He did. Hopefully, you know, he's okay. I said, TJ Yates goes in. was 175 and two touchdowns. And the one thing we have now learned, and I'll skip the running backs for a second, is that it does not matter who's throwing the football in Houston. DeAndre Hopkins will produce every week. Okay. 11 for 149 for two touchdowns, both from TJ Yates on 16 targets. I mean, it's just it's automatic. So DeAndre Hopkins with a big, big bounce-back season fantasy-wise and all around. Lamar Miller, 17 for 53. I think we were hoping for more against the suspect uh, 49ers run defense. TJ Yates even ran for 31 yards. Um, he's not going to be fantasy relevant, I don't believe, but you know what? Good on him. Andre Ellington got a couple carries, but didn't do much in the run game. We wondered what Will Fuller's production would be like. Digging the Savage injury may have hurt it a little bit, but he only went three for 26. It was basically Hopkins, 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 and he produced it. Steven Anderson, you know, 
hype was there. The production was not two for 16 and six targets. I think with Yates going forward, if Savage can't go, Steven Anderson probably not worth the risk. The only guy you're really going to play with confidence is DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans. Jimmy Garoppolo, home, Tennessee, Matt Ryan at Tampa. Matt Ryan, but it's close. Jimmy Garoppolo, home, Tennessee, Jameis Winston, same game. Winston again, but it's clo- it's close. But G- I think that game's got a lot of points coming. Jimmy G, Bortles, home, Houston. Uh, Jimmy G. Okay. So, uh, next game for you, my friend. I'm glad you got it. I don't. Uh, Broncos, 23, Jets, nothing. Shutout for the Broncos at home after losing nine straight. They get a win. Uh, fantasy relevancy. Little to none, but maybe you could find something for us. Yeah, this will be quick. Uh, you can't rush against Denver in Denver. Josh McCown got hurt. Really sad. Had a fantastic year. Robbie Anderson's going to struggle now. Matt Forte is there just enough to annoy the Bilal Powell owners. Flipping over, Trevor Simeon loves Demarius Thomas. Thomas, 8 of 93 for one touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders is dead, 1 for 16. They continue to give it to C.J. Anderson, even though he's not good. 2.2 yards per carry. Melvin Gordon would laugh at those numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Devontae Booker, for some reason, is the best running back. They don't give it to them. If you're into Dynasty, D'Angelo Henderson's worth a look. There's nothing much to say about this game, Scott. (laughs) No, no. That's really, really tough one. Um, You know, Broncos break a losing streak. That's great. Again, sad for Josh McCown. You know, he he played extremely well for the Jets. Um, Bet more than they could have hoped for. But listen, and and what does it say about the organization that Christian Hackenberg's not even going to get a shot? It's Bryce Petty. Uh, Just crazy there. But, um, you know, the Broncos get a win and not much going on there. The Los Angeles Chargers, Scott, have won four games in a row. They beat the Washington Redskins 30-13. to I love that you have to talk about Melvin Gordon. Good. Yeah, I love that I get to talk about Melvin Gordon, too. I'll start with Washington. Tough spot for the Washington Redskins, really, going on the road against the Chargers, a red-hot Charger team that I said a few weeks ago I thought was going to win the division when they were 4-6. and six. They are now 7-6, and six, and I think they still believe full-heart- wholeheartedly they will win this division. A very under-the-radar Saturday night game against the Chiefs. Everybody's talking about Steelers-Patriots, but Chargers-Chiefs is a big game Saturday night for the division, essentially. Redskins, Kirk Cousins is going to be fine. 151, a touchdown on the pick. It's a tough spot for them. Samaj P. Ryan, 17 for 45. I know you mentioned a couple weeks ago how you, maybe he was the Tim Hightower of 2015. I texted you last night. Maybe it's Kenyon Drake that'll be that um, uh, Tim Drake. Hightower yep. of 2015. Um, so watch out there. But P. Ryan... He's doing what he can, but the Chargers pretty good against the run. The defense has really stepped it up for the Chargers, so that was a tough spot for P. Ryan. And the receivers, Crowder and Dotson, give you identical lines, 3 for 34 on six targets. Ryan Grant had one catch. Vernon Davis gets a touchdown, but only two for 26. And this game really got out of hand quick. It was 13-0 after one. The Chargers were in firm control. And, you know, for a team that's 5-7, and seven, and the Redskins at the time playing on the West Coast, down more than two scores, the game was pretty much over with, so Redskins fall to 5-8. and eight. Phillip Rivers, 319, two touchdowns, raging hot. And I think he'll continue the raging hotness against the Chiefs Saturday night. Kellen Clemens got in there, drew a pick. How about that? Good for you, Kellen Clemens. Melvin Gordon. I am so happy Melvin Gordon eclipsed the three yards per carry mark. 3.5 for Melvin Gordon. He gets a touchdown, 22 for 78. 
He was able to keep his nice lead on Jordan Howard. So French toast, mimosas, <laughs> strawberries. I don't know, scrambled eggs, whatever you want. You know, eggs Benedict. What do you want? The you New England Patriots don't want any part of the Los Angeles Chargers. The game before the Steelers, they don't want any part of that game. They don't want like the Jets. Remember, they had to play the Jets in the playoffs. They played the Ravens once at home with Ray Rice ran for ninety yards on the opening handoff. They don't want any part of this Charger team. Phillip Rivers, it is a shame he doesn't have a Super Bowl. He deserves one. He is a tough competitor. Remember, he played, I think it was the Chargers when he had like a broken ACL or, or yeah, meniscus or something. There were people trying to compare maybe if Wentz could do what he did. Well, obviously, it's yeah, not happening. Like, they don't want any part of this team, Scott. They went to New England. It was only 21 to 13. Terrell Williams out of nowhere. Keenan Allen's an issue. Melvin Gordon. They don't want any part of this team, Scott. That and way. It, and it's crazy, too, about the Patriot fans. What, what a loss would do. Patriot fans are going you know, on Twitter. They're, they're losing their mind. Oh, oh you got to stay loyal even through the bad times. All Patriot fans stay loyal. What bad times bad have the Patriot time. fans had since 2000? Get over it with yeah. the bad time stuff, please. But listen, you know, watch out New England. If New England does lose to Pittsburgh and Jacksonville keeps winning, Jacksonville may sneak up and get that number two spot. So really watch out there. But Chargers are raging hot. Gordon, 22 for 78 in the touchdown. Good on him. Austin Eckler, forget it. I don't want it. Andre Williams even got some action of giant lore. Give me, give me a percentage on this one, partner. Yeah. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Chargers at Patriots. AFC title game is Jacksonville. Chargers. Give me a percent. Would you give me 2% on that? If oh, those I'd are the matchups. I'd give you more than 2%. If those are the matchups. I would give you... I would give you if you're telling me that divisional weekend, it's Jacksonville in Pittsburgh and it's L.A. in New England, I would give you 30% that it's Chargers-Jacksonville. Uh, would you, as a Steeler fan, would you rather see the Chargers or the Jaguars? I'd rather see the Jaguars. Jaguars Really? Their, I would. Wow. I think the Jaguars have their moment. They smoked you in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have the Jaguars. I wow. would rather. I'd rather have Blake Bortles than Phillip Rivers. Wow, interesting. Because right. I think the Steeler offense will adjust. He's not going to throw five interceptions again. The Jaguar defense, I have a ton of respect for them. I don't think you but want any Steel- part of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Petrified of Melvin Gordon. He's got me shaking in my boots as we speak. But no, pass on Melvin Gordon. Death taxes, Keenan Allen, six for 111. He is raging hot as well. Perfect timing. Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't because maybe you're, maybe you're in and I'm oh, out. Oh, man, I think I'm in if you did the- <laughs> Tyrell Williams arose from the dead. Four for 132 and a touchdown. You can't trust Tyrell Williams going forward, but you can trust Hunter Henry going forward as long as he is healthy. Four for 50 and a touchdown. He is emerging as a top tight end down the stretch, and that's a perfect time to do it. And that's it. Keenan Allen is death taxes and will produce. Hunter Henry is going to be there, and Phillip Rivers is going to sling it all around Arrowhead on Saturday night. Seattle at Jacksonville. This game got very ugly late. You know, we get fans are out of control, Scott. They're I, out I, of control. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Fans are out of control. Um, as a player, you somehow got to try to get past that and just get in the locker room. But yeah, the fans, it was brutal. It wasn't just one or two tosses, there was about three or four tosses. tosses that All these guys, whatever their jobs are police officer, teacher, whatever your accountant. Let me go to your job as your accountant doing your W 2 going, You like that? You're not making the right deduction. Suck it. Lee, why because, don't you try? Why don't you try doing that to somebody? It's because let, let me tell you something. If Jefferson ever got over that railing, whoever that fan was, some guys like taunting him, taunting life. him. Yeah, please give me a break. 
But anyway, Jaguars, uh, this was I, I thought this was a big test for them. I said that last episode, and to me it turned out to be, and they passed it. Beat the Seahawks at home 30-24. to 24. Um, Break this down fantasy-wise. Russ being Russ, did he help his MVP chances? Did he hurt his MVP chances? And break this down fantasy-wise. I gave 2000 to charity. You didn't deduct it, butthead! That, that's what I want to do to these people. Russell Wilson, it's not about the three interceptions. He's going against a Jacksonville team where he has to pass the ball. And Jacksonville's a great secondary. It's about the three touchdowns. 50 yards rushing. He's running for his life. He's a fantastic quarterback. People are arguing with me. He should be MVP. I don't agree, but he's had a great year. Tyler Lockett, four for 90 and a touchdown. Doug Baldwin got a touchdown. Paul Richardson got a touchdown. Everybody gets a touchdown. That's really nice. Leonard Fournette, 24 for 101 and a touchdown. I noticed I noticed you skipped the Seattle backfield. <laughs> yeah, I just can't do it anymore. I, I give up. I can't. I just can't do it. Tyler Lockett had 10 yards rushing. Uh, Chris Ivory actually got a couple yards. That's great. Blake Bortles is more than serviceable. Two touchdowns. Keenan Cole, Keelan Cole, Scott, with 99 yards and a 75-yard touchdown there. D.D. Westbrook has now taken over pretty much as the number one wide receiver. Five for 81 and a touchdown. Marquise Lee is now the short intermediate guy. High uh, floor, low ceiling. That's pretty much it. Jaguars' defense is legit. They're awesome. They cause issues. They only had two sacks on Wilson because he's running around like a crazy person back there. Great game. Great comeback. You can never count Russell Wilson out. 30-24 Jaguars win. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much broke it down. Do you trust Blake Bortles? Can Blake Bortles have Jacksonville go deep in this postseason? I'm just curious. I think so. Matters the game. I believe in Tom Coughlin. I tweeted out that picture when he resigned from the Giants and he blew by John Mara. Absolutely. I'm a Tom Coughlin guy. You know that. Oh, that we do. We are BC. And something else we do know. Oh, how about that one over Duke, by the way, Scott? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Big one. Big one. Massive. Place was packed, actually. Conti Mork. Steelers 39, Ravens 38. I defer to you. Go ahead. Uh, ben Roethlisberger just drew another pass as we speak. Uh, <clears throat> this was an absolutely wild game. As you know, these Ravens-Steelers games are always they're tight, but they're usually a little closer to the vest defensively, and then there's always one or two big plays that break it open. This was the Steelers came out, running down the field, 14-0. All of a sudden, then they go to a lull, which is typical Todd Haley and play calling. And then the Ravens hit a big lead. Come back, wild, wild game. Start with Baltimore. The offense is starting to heat up. It's at the right time. I think Baltimore is still going to get in the playoffs. I think they will get one of these wild card spots because I think their their schedule is, um, um, you know, basically a cheesecake schedule is cream puff wise. I think it's Browns, Bengals, and I forget the other team, but it's it's pretty it's pretty easy for the Ravens where they should win out and go ten and six, so they'll get in, and maybe be dangerous. Alex Collins was running all over the field against the Steelers defense, 18 for 120, so it's very clear that he is the Ravens running back that is worthwhile fantasy-wise. Buck Allen scored two touchdowns, but it's after Collins did the dirty work and the hard work and got them into the area where they needed to be. Danny Woodhead, is he's not going to be fantasy-relevant, I don't think, with Collins getting action and Allen still getting touches and Allen getting involved in the pass game. Woodhead's really becoming strictly just a third-down back and not going to get anything else going on for him, so... I think Woodhead is almost droppable at this point going forward. Uh, you were worried about the Mike Wallace revenge game. Three for 72, I'd say. Not a revenge game. Yeah, that's our one catch. But, game. you know, he was there. Chris Moore breaks out the big 30-yard touchdown reception, but you really don't look at him. You know, can we put Jeremy Macklin in the bus category? I know he's not a high draft pick, uh, but Jeremy I kind of like him this week. Yeah. May, yeah, I mean, maybe you, like him, maybe you like him this week, but overall been a bust. 
he was brought in there to be, you know, the number one guy. And a lot of people, you know, were upset or wondering why Kansas City let him go. I guess we're seeing why. But and then Patrick Ricard, another one of those non-fantasy factors to steal a fantasy touchdown uh, this week for the Ravens. Switch it over to the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger becomes the only player in NFL history to have three 500-yard passing games, 506 yards for him on two touchdowns. Uh, he took over that game in the fourth quarter, and they put up 19 to win it. Le'Veon Bell, only 48 yards on the ground, but they pretty much abandoned the run as we got to the second half. He did catch nine passes for 77 in the touchdown, and that's what brings his value. Antonio Brown, Jesus, 11 for 213. Uh, I don't know what else you can ask for. He's the MVP. For no. I, I, listen, I, it, it comes off – you may say it comes off as being a homer, bias, whatever it is. He's, no, because I agree with you. He's getting <laughs> Like you said, Brady is LeBron James. You can give it to Brady all you want. The Wentz injury opens the door. Wilson, with you know, with a couple of interceptions, something that may hurt him a little bit. And where else are you going? Ah, you know, he's um, he's just he's automatic. So he's going to get votes. Maybe maybe it is the year the wide receiver wins it. We'll see. Jesse James t- catches ninety-seven yards. I think that was more of a product of what the Ravens gave the Steelers as they did everything they could to take Brown out of the game. Um, it didn't work. Brown was producing. Vance McDonald showed some life, too, before he got her 4 for 52. So, you know, if he was healthy all year, I think he would have been a really important piece because he broke off a nice totally couple agree. of runs. I totally yeah, agree with you on that. Yeah, if he was healthy, it definitely would have been. Really good chasing down guys who fumble, though. Yes, yes. The effort is always there. And how about your boy, Bartavis Bryant? Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six catches, but only 33 yards. He did have 10 targets. I like Bryant. I know I've been very quiet about Bryant recently. I like Bryant. (laughs) Um, Juju is coming back, so we'll see how that works out. And then again, Roosevelt Knicks. He basically um, power slammed the defender to get a touchdown in the end zone. He sneaks one away. A wildly entertaining game. If you're not a fan of one of these two teams, I am. We know that. So I was in the edge of my seat Sunday night. I'm also done with the primetime games. I, I, enough. Can I get one? Can I get a one o'clock game? I know I got a 4:25 against the Pats, but just give me a one o'clock game so I can go to sleep and you know relax a little bit. Steelers 39, Ravens 38. The Ravens lose, but I believe the Ravens will win out and they will get in the playoffs as a wild card team and they can be sneaky dangerous as well. And we know what's at stake for the Steelers. And the team you're about to talk about next in our final game. Yeah, and people are bashing John Harbaugh, saying he's not a good coach. Can you relax, people? Look at that team. Give me a break. And and, and no Jimmy Smith in the secondary as well. Jimmy Smith, there, Sky may have lost this game, but I mean, yes, if John Harbaugh coached any one of those Bengal teams that made the playoffs, do they win a playoff game? Oh uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, very good, very good. That was a thorough review, partner. That was a non-biased thorough review. I officially give you a stamp of approval. Very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've waited only 15 weeks for it. <laughs> But I'm glad I got it on air too. So you know, on air, yes, keep it at 100, Mike Randall. Final game. It is Brady's house of horrors Monday night. Jay Cutler looking like a pro bowler. Boy, Jay Cutler. (laughs) Kenyon Drake looking like a pro bowler. Dolphins beat the Patriots 27 to 20. So the Patriot loss. Like I said earlier, if they lose to Pittsburgh next week, it will lock up the number one for Pittsburgh, and then it puts New England in. Jeopardy of maybe losing it too, but break down the Patriots and the Dolphins for us. Kenyon Drake looks tremendous. Damian Williams may be back next week, but Drake has been so good, I don't think it's going to matter. 25 rushes, 114 yards, and he caught five passes for 79. I'm going to have to play somebody for Tevin Coleman at Dynasty League, so I'd love to play Damian Williams, but I don't think I'll play that at Buffalo. I think it's going to happen. Let's start with the Patriots. Listen, they have trouble there. They know Gronkowski. Everything's different. I love the Jarvis Landry celebration, by the way, deflating the ball. I thought it was very funny. 
Tom Brady, 233, one touchdown, two interceptions. His passes were off. He was off the whole game, just high, low. Pressured. Yeah, they pressured him. And that's yeah, the, even when that's he wasn't pressured, though, he really wasn't throwing well. I mean, he got a little happy feet there. But I, it is what it is. Deion Lewis, thank you very much for saving your ba- my bacon. I love the one-handed catch down the sideline also. Uh, the Dolphins stopped the run. Keep that in mind, especially at home. They did an excellent job. Adamic and Sue loves to do that. Receivers, you never know what's going to happen. I know people love the Rex Burkhead thing. Rex Burkhead, I will always say Scott is taking Mike Gillsley snaps. This is what Mike Gillsley was supposed to be. But Rex Burkhead has taken over. Had a rushing touchdown at five catches, 45 yards. You know my thoughts on Brandon Cooks. You cannot rely on him. James White's going to get going, by the way. Don't give up on James White. He's always in there in the passing downs. And if uh, next week against the Steelers, James White's a very tricky play because they could be behind and have to pass a lot in that game. So you know, Deion Lewis tends to, to be a presence when they're rushing. But in terms of the passing downs, James White is the guy they trust in there. So be careful. Three for 11 and a touchdown. Danny Amendola, six for 76. It could be Chris Hogan. Who knows? Hey, it could be Kenny Britt. Nobody knows. So I'd stay away. I just don't like trusting them. Jay Cutler, thank you very much. Giving me a modicum of, 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 of decency there with his great game against the Patriots. But I unfortunately had already acknowledged it as a loss. He also, Scott, had a beautiful pass down the sideline that Jakeem oh, Grant dropped. He should uh, got to lay out. Got to lay out for it. We talked about yeah. it. Dive. Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, you've liked Jarvis. He's been very consistent. Had that whole domestic violence thing. Somehow got under the radar and has played very well. Eight for 46 and not one, but two touchdowns. Kenny Stills only in a rerun, two for 18. Julius Thomas, thank you very much. Two for 11. That's all we needed to hear. Devontae Parker, massive disappointment as well, but he was injured to start the year. So Dolphins, 27. Patriots, 20. Adam Gay's doing a decent job, six uh, and seven. Uh, Tannehill will be back next year. And Belichick, I'm dying to see how they respond in Blitzburg next week. You see, Cutler says he wants to play next year. Is he playing Miami? Uh, I don't know. Where could he play? Gronk- could he play Gronkowski- the Giants? Gronk- if Gronkowski's <laughs> in that game, do they win? Yeah, I do. John Cassie makes a big difference. He makes a big difference, man, because he draws attention. And I think that Deion Lewis gets some more yards. And I think that the Cooks gets more one-on-one coverage. I think that's Brandon, Brandon Cooks could be sneaky next week. Listen, the Steelers secondary has been beat up a lot. You don't say. He plays. So listen, <laughs> you, you know, there is some Joe hope. Though, back. Joe, Joe Hayden back. is practicing. So if he's back, that will help. Because he, before he got hurt, was playing very well. Um, so And that will put Cody Sensabaugh to the sidelines where he belongs. So we'll see. Uh, but you know that'll be an intriguing game for sure. Very excited to watch that one. DFS time for quarter. As we start the fourth quarter, we did omit one game, and that would be the Green Bay Packers going to Cleveland in a very interesting game for my partner. So I'll let him take it really quick because I know he's huge into Sean Kaiser last week, and we had some big efforts from guys on the Green Bay side. So when you look at the Green Bay-Cleveland game, fantasy-wise, Sean Kaiser, can you look at him down the stretch? Aaron Rodgers down the stretch? Jamal Williams, let us know. Scott, very happy about this. I think I pre- I predicted Kaiser to be the 11th quarterback, and I think I got it right on the money. I think he was a QB 11 this week. Kaiser, 214, three touchdowns, two interceptions, ran for seven yards, not much there, but a very solid game. It's nice to see. Josh Gordon, amazing what he does. I mean, I just infuriating, Scott, because I waited for him two years ago, right? He did nothing when he came yep. back. And now this year, all of a sudden, he steps back, he catches a touchdown. Only Cor- three catches, though. Only so. three catches. Corey Coleman at five catches, so he did actually have more points in Gor- Gordon and PPR and a touchdown as well. Duke is loose, four for 41. I do like Duke Johnson, especially next year. Put him in my dynasty column for dynasty trade calculators, a sneaky guy you can look for there. Going over to Green Bay, 
Don't get the Hundley situation. He looked terrible for so long, but ended up with three touchdowns there, a couple in garbage time. Devontae Adams, massive garbage time, Scott. 10 for 84, two touchdowns. Jamal Williams looked tremendous. Only 15 for 49, but he did get the touchdown rushing. It's only 3.3 yards of carry, but he caught seven passes for 69 as well. So he's a lumbering guy. He's not super fast, but he's involved in the offense. Jory Nelson, four for 33. No thank you this week. Randall Cobb, eight for 39. So very interesting what's going on there. Isaiah Crow really didn't do much either for him. Isaiah Crow. Oh, I'm sorry. Isaiah Crow had 121 yards rushing, not much in the passing game. So Crow was decent as well. I'm not sure where I'm going to put Kaiser this week, but this is the Browns' best chance for one. I just don't see them beating Baltimore so the, this week. So the Browns are 0-16. Yeah, I think them. so. I think they're going to be. Yeah, this was their chance, and they should have won this game. Uh, they should have won this game. They didn't. Uh, you know what? Hugh Jackson's already got the uh, stamp of approval for next year, so you know they can set that goal to get a win next season. uh, Going to the picks here, Scott, I think I maintained I lost the Cleveland game. I won the Kansas City game. Head-to-head, by the way. I I always beat you head-to-head. Yeah, you're crushing me head-to-head, so good on you Uh, there. You're getting me there. Tampa Bay, I lost. Buffalo was a very cheap cover because you got to figure it's a field goal game in the fourth, even though it's snowing. So I was 2-2. Yourself, you lost Seattle. You lost Oakland, but then you came back. You won the the, uh, Cardinals, which was a great win. They won outright, and you won the Eagles. So on the year, Scott, I am 29-27. and You are 26-30, and so we're very close. Um but for DFS, I, Scott, do you know I have a lineup, by the way? You probably have three. <laughs> That's true. I know. I cashed last week, but just broke even, basically. I did, I did, too. I cashed yeah. as well. I broke even. Yeah. I didn't win money, though. I just broke even. <laughs> and in the in the uh, Sunday-Monday slate, I put up 181 points. Wow, you got, so... 15, you got 15 bucks on an $8 oh, play. Oh, that's a lot of points. That's <laughs> that's a lot of points. Know, fantastic. Scott, here we go with the team. My quarterback this week is Drew Brees. Uh, you cut, me, beat me to the punch. I think this is the Drew Brees game against the Jets at home. I don't think they're going to run it on the Jets because the Jets have a good run defense. I think they're going to throw it all over the place. Kamara will be back for those little shovel passes. 6,500, I'll take Drew Brees. Running backs, I'm looking for receptions. I'm looking for Christian McCaffrey against Green Bay. I don't buy uh, Jonathan Stewart, and the receiving options are light. I think they get McCaffrey going again at 6,000. LaShawn McCoy at home against Dolphins in the in the freezing cold and possibly snow. He's 8,400, but I just don't think there's that many great running back options at home. I'm not huge on the road. So at home, you know, Gurley at Seattle, I'm not sure about that. Receivers, familiar names, Corey Coleman at 4,400, Jeremy Macklin at 4,300 at Cleveland. I think they can throw on them there. And Richard Matthews is healthy. You're going to play him. I know last week is Patrick Peterson. Now he's against the Niners. Titans are going to want that game badly. It's going to be a tough game. I like Matthews. Tight ends was tough because they didn't want to pay up for Gronkowski. Scott, I'm going Ricky Seals-Jones at Washington. Washington is terrible against tight ends. And I think the Cardinals are going to have to put some points up. And, of course, Scott, the mother of all flexes, Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to go with Bell against the Patriots. I could also go with uh, Brown. Uh, Bell is 9,300. Uh, Brown is 9,100. I'm choosing to go with Le'Veon Bell because I like the run-pass option there. My defense has got to be cheap. I'll take the skins at home for 2,800. It's my DFS lineup. It's going to win a million dollars. Yeah, well, listen to that. That's our last chance at a million, um, as there won't be one week 16. So this is the final millionaire for DraftKings this week. Uh, it's a solid lineup. I love the Drew, Ble- Drew Brees play. I think, like I said earlier, I think this is the play for sure. Uh, the running backs are relatively solid. I, I almost like Kenyon Drake and about and to go right back to him again. The cold, there'll be a lot of running there. Thought McCaffrey's, a, yeah, yeah McC- McCaffrey's a very solid play. I think he will be involved because I think this will be a game where Carolina's going to have to keep pace because Green Bay will get the offense going again. So McCaffrey makes total sense. Uh, you know, and so from a running back standpoint, that's decent. I think Jay Ajayi will be a sneaky play against a giant team that's deflated. He got a lot of action last week. If you looked at the carries, he really finally took the lead in carries. 
and in the game that they may you know be have a nice lead he could get sneaky carries there and maybe get some garbage time points uh you know listen antonio brown at 9100 is gonna be a lot of money but you know it's death taxes and maybe i spoke to maybe this is the week deandre hopkins uh gets cooled off listen on the road against the jaguars if he can go out and with tj yates and give you a productive fantasy week against Jalen ramsey on the road then he's fantasy jesus number two behind antonio brown um you know Corey coleman death taxes and you love Corey coleman like i said you love average players so you will stick to them and stay with them and so be it so good luck with there with that one uh, your tight end was Ricky Seals-Jones. I don't know if I can have confidence in Ricky Seals-Jones for the final millionaire. If Zach Ertz is healthy, we know how bad the Giants are against tight ends, so watch out for Zach Ertz. And if he's not, watch out for Trey Burton. So, And even with Nick, Fol- Nick Foles, I'm very confident that they could, be, they could produce there. And the defense, you said the Redskins at home against the Cardinals. Sneaky value play there. Love the Saints at 3,900. I think they will be all over the Jets. Bryce Petty, uh, first start on the road against a team that's going to be putting up points. And I think the Saint defense could have one of those games that they had earlier on in the season. I think that was against the Lions where they had a couple of defensive scores. They were all over the ball. So watch out for the Saints there at 3,900. You'll get the full lineup, you know on the next episode that we have when I get the time to break it down. Certainly will, folks. Scott's going to rest his voice. We're going to get out of here. If you like what you hear, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Pick and P-I-C-K-I-N apostrophe up the blitz. You can follow Scott. We said on Twitter at SCOT557, myself at Randall Rant, the podcast at P-U-T Blitz, and go to RandallRant.com. We have the rankings up there. We'll have Scott DFS lineup, and we'll have my dominating picks as we head in here. Scott's got four teams in the fantasy playoffs. I have three. We want titles. I want three. Two from you, one from me, partner. What do you think? Yeah, I would love that. I'm definitely shooting for that one. If you can get that dynasty title, I think that's the one you really want the most. Darn it's right, against, I do. It's against 11 guys that you don't know, and they're like, who in the God's name is this guy? You go in there, you take their trophy, you take their loot. That'll be a very nice road win for you. Uh, for you. And I'm looking for a title or two. I want the one in your league because I think it's my best shot. And I'd love to win mine, uh, but I got a very tough matchup in mine. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, Twitter comments about my voice. I'm sure there'll be a couple of, <laughs> a couple of shots at it. I did the best I could, so, so thanks for sticking with me tonight. And hopefully it'll be good enough for the next episode. We'll see you on Friday morning, folks. Blaine Gabbard, here we go.